Hello, uh, friends at the table. Uh, welcome to another table chat. Just me, Ben, uh, here with you today. Um, and uh, sometimes these table chats, we just like to share uh, something that uh, is impactful for us. And so I read from uh, a little collection of the writings of the church fathers, uh, one short reading for every day of the year, actually. And um, I've been reading through those, and I read something the other day that I wanted to read for you. And it, it is, um, I think the reason this impacted me was I've been thinking a lot lately, you know, we're eight or more weeks in here to uh, Corona Tide. I think last Sunday was the eighth Sunday in a row that we've had to meet online. Um, you know, and there's, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about all the exhaustion, the grief uh, that we feel uh, with that. But in, in conjunction with that, I think I've also been thinking about um, the ways that we are still connected uh, to one another as the body of Christ, uh, even in the midst of this, the necessity uh, of this time of distancing and, and separation and isolation from one another. Um, you know, and it's made me think about, I mean, this this is something that Christians have experienced uh, for a long time. The Apostle Paul spent so many years in jail writing letters where he expressed uh, these kinds of sentiments uh, and thoughts and prayers to uh, the people, the churches that he had planted and churches that he'd never even, even met before, but, but talked about this connection that he had with them that it reads, it's not like a sentimental idea about like, oh, isn't it nice that we're all the same or something like that, but it's it's a very real thing that Paul seems to sense, and um, he talks about it as if it's just true. And of course, Jesus does this as well, um, where the being the body of Christ is not, uh, of course, that's a metaphor Paul uses, uh, but Jesus talks about this as well. In John's gospel, I'm getting ready to preach next time I'm preaching preaching from John 14, um, where Jesus promises, I'm, so, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. But he, he says that what what the Holy Spirit is and, and what the sending of the Holy Spirit will do is that, that will it will remind, he says, I am coming to you. And that the world is no longer going to see me, but you will see me. Why? Because you have the Spirit and, the, and you'll be reminded that I am in the Father and that you are in me and I am in you. And so there's this shared life that we have together because of our connection to Jesus Christ, our head, and Jesus's connection then to the Father and all of that, that life of the Trinity that comes to us. Um, I've just been thinking about it <laughs> uh, because I think it's very much uh, still the reality uh, among us, even though um, we are unable to meet together in the ways that we normally do. So anyway, um, all that's the preamble to this uh, short selection by Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, and it's part of his commentary on John, and he's uh, talking about the new command that Jesus gives to his disciples to love one another. So here's the reading. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. This commandment that he is giving them is an old one. The Lord Jesus tells his disciples... Uh, Sorry, let me start over. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. This commandment that he is giving them is a new one, the Lord Jesus tells his disciples. Yet, was it not contained in the old law, where it is written, you shall love your neighbor as yourself? Why does the Lord call it new when it is clearly so old? Or is the commandment new because it divests us of our former selves and clothes us with the new person? 
Love does indeed renew the one who hears, or rather obeys, its command. But only that love which Jesus distinguished from a natural love by the qualification, as I have loved you. This is the kind of love that renews us. When we love as he loved us, we become new people, heirs of the new covenant and singers of the new song. My beloved, this was the love that even in bygone days renewed the holy ones, the patriarchs and the prophets of old. In later times, it renewed the blessed apostles. And now it is the turn of the Gentiles. For the entire human race throughout the world, this love gathers together into one body, a new people, to be the bride of God's only Son. She is the bride of whom it is asked in the Song of Songs, Who is this who comes clothed in white? White indeed are her garments, for she has been made new, and the source of her renewal is none other than this new commandment. So also, all her members make each other's welfare their common care. When one member suffers, all the members suffer too. And if one member is glorified, all the rest rejoice. They hear and obey the Lord's words, a new commandment I give you that you love one another, not as people love one another for their own selfish needs, nor merely on account of their common humanity, but because they are all gods and children of the Most High. They love one another as God loves them, so that they may be brothers and sisters of his only son. He will lead them to the goal that alone will satisfy them, where all their desires will be fulfilled. For when God is all in all, there will be nothing left to desire. This love is the gift of the Lord, who said, as, of, as I have loved you, you also must love one another. His object in loving us then was to enable us to love one another. By loving us himself, our mighty head has linked us all together as members of his own body, bound to one another by the tender bond of love. Here ends the reading. So that's it for today, friends. Um, I just wanted to read that and say that I'm thinking about you and that um, I'm praying for you and that I love you. And I am praying that our bond of love may be able to sustain us uh, through this trying time, uh, this time of suffering. Uh, I pray that we'll all be able to be, meet together soon, uh, safely, wisely, faithfully. We'll see you next time.